Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. As you can tell, if you've been with me before, uh, my voice is a little different today. <laughs> We're in the midst of a winter warm-up locally, and I think something has uh, pollinated, something has blossomed. I don't know what it is. And so anyway, I feel okay, basically, <laughs> but sound like a stuffed-up bullfrog. <laughs> so anyway, we'll press on nonetheless, right? So y'all can pray that I will be uh, cleared of all congestion. So we continue to examine uh, the book of James, the letter of James. And uh, let's look at the first chapter. We just got started on this. And I want to remind us of what we looked at in the last couple of episodes. In the fifth verse, uh, the Lord is telling us through James, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Well, that sounds great. That sounds wonderful. It is great. It is wonderful. Okay. But that's not the whole story. If you stop at the end of that sentence, you think, well, okay, this is the way you do it. But you have to continue because the Lord does give some qualifiers here. Verse 6, he says, but he, and this is the one who's lacking wisdom, who's asking God, he must ask in faith without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So you go from this really encouraging thing in verse 5, that, hey, just ask and God will grant it, you know. Well, you do, but you must ask in faith without any doubt. If you don't do that, then you're going to get tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Scripture tells us, tells us that in other places. He says you don't want to do that. He actually describes such a person as a double-minded man. But now verse 9, he picks up with the word, but. A little contrast here with something. But the brother of humble circumstances is to glory in his high position. So he's talking about the uh, a brother, so this is a fellow believer, of a lowly circumstance. And that's speaking of what? Well, let's continue reading to see. Verse 10, and the rich man is to glory in his humiliation because like flowery grass, he will pass away. Well, that gives us a little insight right there, doesn't it? What you see is that brothers will be in various circumstances. You will have those that are truly saved and that truly believe, but they'll be in humble of circumstances. They won't own a lot. They won't have a lot of money. Someone like that, they're the glory in their high position. Within the body of Christ, they're just as saved as someone who has a lot of money. You think, well, why would people think that way? Really? Give me a break. People think that way. The rich man is the glory and his humiliation. So the humble man, the humblest circumstances, is the glory in his high position. The rich man is the glory in his humiliation. And the idea being this, don't think too highly because you've been blessed and you have rich things. And honestly, every one of us that are together right now, we are richer than 99% of mankind has ever been. Just by the fact that you have some device 
that you're able to access this time together, right? I mean, we really are. Even the poorest among us live far better than most of the people in the world today. So he tells us, the rich man, glory in your humiliation. Why? Because like flowery grass, he will pass away. And you see this uh, motif, you see this thought all through the scripture of uh, the, the, the fleetness of life, how quickly it goes by. Verse 11 continues the idea. For the sun rises with a scorching wind and withers the grass and his flower falls off and the beauty of his appearance is destroyed. So too, the rich man in the midst of his pursuits will fade away. So if a rich man is pursuing riches, if that's what he's after, then this is what's going to happen. Okay. You want to have a flower for a time, but guess what? It's going to die. It's going to wither and it's going to pass away. We need to be aware of that. He continues. Verse 12. Blessed is a man who perseveres under trial. Now, remember what the whole context of this is, okay? From the very beginning, when he started uh, writing to me, he said, count it all joy, brethren, when you encounter various trials. Remember that these trials are the testing of your faith, and they'll produce endurance and maturity within you. And that's what he picks up this lack of wisdom. If you don't understand this, seek God. So we're talking about the same context, the same thing. The man who is blessed will persevere under trial, verse 12 continuing. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Now, this isn't a picture that you have to work and work and be approved to where you could quote unquote be saved. Uh -uh. It's the crown of life. The idea is that as you're persevering in the trial, that once you're approved, once you are complete, okay, once you are tested and come out acceptable, okay, once you have done that, you will receive <clears throat> the crown of life. I, I think this happens at the end of our life when you see everything. that When it's all said and done and we have proven to be faithful, when we have pressed on to the end, when we have endured uh, temptations and trials and we have remained steadfast, then we will be approved, again, not to attain salvation, not at all, okay? But it's really the testing and the proof that the faith that we have is true faith. So blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Those who love him, those who repent, confess, and believe unto salvation, the Lord has promised a crown of life. I'll tell you what, I'm going to stop right there. We'll pick up the next verse the next time, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.